The law wasn't written with the purpose of condemnation, but of bringing people near to God. If you even think about that, the whole, everything that was in the law wasn't even in the law meant to bring condemnation. It was to show people what distanced them from God. So the laws that were, all the commandments of God were given because God wanted us to come into fellowship with Him and get closer to Him, even under the Old Covenant. The law wasn't written with the purpose of condemnation, but with the purpose of bringing people near to God. Jesus, the fulfillment of the law, is interested in one thing, and that's His desire to bring life and not death. Now, but again, if you can just look at this classically for a moment and just see that, all I want you to see is here's a woman caught in the very act of adultery, and He's the type of all ministry and how it's supposed to be. All I know is, you know, you need to think about it. Yeah, and like they say, the, these people left from the oldest to the young, all being conscious stricken. So, of course, the theory is that they, when they did see what he wrote on the ground, if it was the Ten Commandments, well, that they would have all seen, well, who are you that's, you know, you that are without sin? Well, was there any of them without sin? No. See, and that's somehow, you have to hear me. That's what you and I still have to hear today. How can I accuse you? How can I really spend more time accusing you of what you do wrong when I do wrong? Maybe my wrong isn't as open as your wrong, but I still do wrong. See, I'm just trying to say what I am called to do is to edify you, build you, love you, and offer you acceptance, which is what ultimately cause you to want to get close. Now, I mean, listen, even in human nature, if I'm a likable person, doesn't it make you feel more comfortable to be around me? Doesn't it? But I mean, like this person, and forgive me for using myself as an example, because like I said, I'm far from being Joe Holy. But like this, these people that call me and the guy that called me today, I mean, he, he said, I just like, and forgive me, God, you know what, what I'm trying to say right now. You know, he just said, I just like talking to you, Rod. He said, because you always just, you always listen to me and I'm always able to learn from you. Now, isn't that more what you and I should be after than... I mean, put it this way, don't you know some people right now that maybe are greatly gifted, have a lot of skills in Scripture, but you wouldn't even think about trying to call them? You know what I'm trying to say? They're just, my God, you know, and it's not, even if sometimes they may be your leader, but you knew if you did that you'd have to go through 35 committees or 14 this, and you know what I mean, before you'd never really be able to get to the person you want to talk to. See, when you read this book, Jesus Christ was always available doesn't mean that he didn't have to protect his time. I have to protect my time too. So I try to be honest with people. But I'm just saying, look at the nature of what all ministry is. Jesus, people felt comfortable around the man <laughs> because the stuff was in his spirit. It just emanated out of him. He came to save, not to condemn. That's what I want you to be. <laughs> You're Christians. Little saviors, little Christs that are supposed to be somehow showing the acceptance of God. First, you have to know that you've been accepted because that's what makes you go, <sighs> the pressure comes off. You mean it's okay? You mean it's okay? I, I'm okay with you? Yeah, you're okay with me. That's what God says. You go, and he finally goes, you, you realize, you, I'm okay. He goes, yeah, you're okay. And you go, boy. I'm glad that's settled. <laughs> I'm living in unbroken fellowship with God. Sin no longer has dominion over me. I'm saved. I've got eternal life now. I'm not going to have eternal life. If you're going to wait till you get to heaven before you get eternal life, you'll never have it. And you'll never get there. 
I've got eternal life right now. See, I've already made it. My ticket's been punched. You know what I mean? I'm on my way. Hallelujah. But now I'm down here. I'm still here on this stinky, rotten, foul earth for a reason. To fill in the spaces until I go home. To live forever with my God. But while I'm down here, I need to know I can't be living constantly. Oh my God, I've sinned and God's going to be angry. Now I can't do this. And how can I talk to anybody else? Because I still don't even know about me. And how should I tell anybody? And you know what I'm trying to say? And so there's no confidence. There's no, there's nothing that makes people, people don't want to get around instability. They're already too unstable in their own selves. So this is why if you and I ever find the stability of our relationship with God and we have the revelation of the grace of Christ, it causes you to go, you breathe deep, you release, and it's okay. And you walk out the door and going, wow. And if you do slip up tonight, like I said, and you mess up, you'll go, God, well, that's not really me. I'm sorry I did that. Father, I, this feels so much better than that. I'm sorry. Forgive me. And you just move forward. You don't go lower. You rise higher. To me, I don't know. I just keep it simple, stupid. You know, the next page, lesson eight. But basically, a lot of it's from the love walk. That's why it took so much time. Walking in the grace of God simply means imitation of Christ. I've got three minutes. We can follow the life of Jesus first and foremost because Jesus said, If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. John 14, 9. Christ was the servant king. And I taught this in the love walk, but John 13, this chapter, remember, begins the last 72 hours of Jesus' earthly ministry. Consider the example left the disciples. Remember the one example he leaves them. Out of all the things he could have said or did, he washed their feet. And he said, this is the example that I'm leaving you. He didn't give them, remember I said, a seminar on healing, prosperity, on gifts of the Spirit, deliverance. He washed their feet and said, guys, this is the example. I'm about to go to my Father. You men are going to carry forward all of heaven's mission. This is what I want living in your heart. It's called serving, the highest pattern of the Jesus-style leadership. Point B, this type of love, again, is commanded, not requested. John 13, 34, and 35. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another just like I've loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have loved one to another. Again, commandment means a declaration or a decree from which there's no retreat. Commandment means we obey regardless of feelings or opinion. You cannot walk in the God kind of love and exhibit His grace and wear your feelings on your shirt cuff. Jesus shared the heart of the Father in saying that our obedience is the evidence of our love. We're to love even as He loved. He loved us while we, He loved us first, it says in 1 John 4, 9. In other words, you can't wait for somebody else to love you. You'd be the first to love, remember. Ephesians 2, 4 and 5, He loved us while we were yet dead in our sins. And I simply finish by saying again, it is through the development of this love walk and this grace that we become the disciplined ones for Christ. Jesus said that this love and grace was going to be the significant factor in us being recognized as Christians, his followers, his followers, his followers. Remember, there's many followers, but then there's the followers of Christ. If you're going to be a follower of Christ, you're going to be like him and not condemned. And as I just said again, there's possibly no greater discipline to accomplish than this love walk and extending God's grace that is therein. Indeed, it's contested harder than any other message by the powers of Satan. Love is completely opposed to Satan's kingdom and is the exact opposite of all he stands for. It is therefore a most powerful weapon. However, it is the plan that changes the lives of men. And if 
We are to be more than doctrine instillers. We must become grace containers. Did you hear that? I don't want to be just somebody that's just pumping doctrine into you. I want you to become a container of this grace and then someone that releases it to them. Okay? Little anointed ones. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the grace, the grace that's come to us that, again, on this side of heaven, we'll never be able to fully communicate. But I know this much. You've allowed me the ability to read. And this book says, I am free from the power of sin by virtue of this grace, that I have the liberty to walk before you with a whole and a complete heart. And when I do mess up, that I can run straight to you. I don't have to hide from you because you've entered into an everlasting covenant with me. So, Father, I'm going to let this grace continually cause me to come closer and closer and closer. I thank you that the power of your love is going to be the great, attractive, magnetic force in my life. It's going to cause me to get better and better in my behavior or any other area. I thank you, Father, that because of what you've shown me of yourself, that the attraction of sin has been destroyed and is being destroyed little by little. So, Father, I pray that, again, that this would become revelation in the hearts of all of these good people in Jesus' name. Amen.